I'm Charles Lee, and this is the Berkeley Rocks Science Show. Coming up on today's program, we'll be taking a look at recent developments in the world of science and technology. A little bit later in the program, Dr. Raymond Francis will join us to discuss ending disease in America. And finally, we'll have the Grokatron 5000 plus the world-famous Question of the Week. Welcome back to the Grox Science Show. Well, healthcare issues continue to dominate public policy forums, with costs spiraling out of control and incidents of preventable disease rising. The question of dealing with these healthcare concerns is rightly moving from treatment to prevention. But what must be done to really end disease? Well, join us today to discuss this issue is Dr. Raymond Francis. Dr. Francis was the chairman and CEO of Beyond Health Corporation which seeks to educate the public on health issues, and is now the president of the nonprofit Health e America Foundation, which seeks to end chronic disease in America through education. He is also a syndicated radio show host, newspaper columnist, and the author of the best-selling book, Never Be Sick Again. Dr. Francis, thank you very much for joining us today on the Grok Science Show. Well, thank you for inviting me, and it's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to have you on the program. Uh, obviously, healthcare issues are one of the primary concerns in this country, but you argue that much of disease is, in fact, preventable. Absolutely. Almost all of it is preventable, and we know how to do it. See, that's the great thing right now. We, you talked about health care costs being out of control. They are out of control, and in fact, most people don't realize this, but the United States government is scheduled to go bankrupt in about 25 years trying to pay for the health care costs. It's catastrophic. We're facing some really serious social and economic problems because of our disease problem. Well, we know how to do this. The technology we have today is sufficient, and I use this word very carefully, sufficient. Sufficient to end the epidemic of chronic disease in America. We don't need to do any more research. The next breakthrough in the health of the American people is not going to come from some scientific breakthrough. It's going to come when people take responsibility for their own health and learn how to keep themselves healthy. And we know how to do this. We can teach it. And that's why I wrote the book, Never Be Sick Again. All your chronic diseases, all your chronic degenerative diseases, heart disease, diabetes, cancer, Alzheimer's, arthritis, osteoporosis, all of these things are completely preventable and reversible. So what actually needs to be done then for uh, this education to percolate through the community? Well, that's why Healthy America Foundation has a project called TPED, and that's T-P-E-D. That stands for the Project to End Disease. And we're starting TPED chapters in every city and town in America to teach people how to get well, how to stay well. I'm flying up to Toronto on May 12 to kick off the first uh, TPED chapter in Toronto. And we've got one starting in London, England. We've got one starting in the Philippines. We've got them starting all over America. And if you don't have one in your community, just give us a call. We'll help you start one. We need to have a grassroots movement to teach people how to get well and stay well. Teach this technology that we already have. We already know how to do it. Since President Nixon declared war on cancer back in 1971, we've done close to a trillion dollars worth of medical research since then on cancer. 
and yet cancer is worse today than it was then. We've learned so much, but we've put none of it to use. Already know how to stop cancer. We already know how to prevent it. We already know how to reverse it. Nobody's putting it to use any disease you mm -hmm. see we love to give names to diseases mm -hmm. and really there's only one disease and that's a malfunctioning cell you see all of us are made of little units of life called cells and we all started life as one single cell in our mother well if that one single cell was operating just the way it's supposed to operate guess what you were healthy and you can't be sick. It's no different today. If every cell in your body is functioning the way it's supposed to function, you cannot be sick. It is impossible to be sick. So all you have to do is learn how to keep those cells operating normally. And if they malfunction, how to fix them. Well, we know that because there's only two causes of disease. There's only two reasons why cells malfunction. They're either not getting enough of what they need every day, or they're getting something that is interfering with their normal function. And we call those deficiency and toxicity. So if you want to make it really, really simple, cells malfunction because they're either getting too little of something or too much of something. It's as simple as that. And all you have to do is learn how to give them what they need and keep them free of what they don't need. And the cells will operate normally and you will stay biologically young. And that's really important. People in our society are aging at tremendous rates of speed and you're not supposed to do that. We've got people ending up in nursing homes, in wheelchairs with tubes stuck in them. And that's totally unnecessary and we should not allow it to happen. What happened is those people simply damaged more cells on a daily basis than they repaired. And so they fell apart. What you need to do is keep your cells in good repair by giving them good nutrition and keeping them away from toxins. And the cells will operate just fine. You will self-repair and you will stay biologically young. And then you won't get sick and you won't become disabled. Besides good nutrition and, of course, preventing exposure to toxins, you talk about four other pathways to healthy. Yes, there are six pathways. There, there's one disease, there's two causes of disease, but there are six ways in which we can approach deficiency and toxicity. And first was the what we call the nutrition pathway, and the second was the toxin pathway. The third is the mental pathway or the psychological pathway. What you put into your mind is just as important, if not more important, than what you put into your body. What you think, what you feel on a daily basis has an enormous impact on all of your biochemistry and on your health. So good cheery thoughts and love will help to keep you young and healthy, and stress and anger and frustration uh, will age you quickly and do damage. So the psychological, the mental pathway, very important. Then the physical pathway. We need to get adequate exercise. Now, we never had to worry about that before because we used to do something called work. <laughs> but uh, very few people do that anymore, you see. And, and nobody ever knew why exercise was necessary. I mean, you know, your grandmother could tell you, go out and exercise, go out for a walk, you know. But nobody knew why. It wasn't until about six years ago that we found out why. Cells need to be moved and stretched or they will not operate properly. And so unless you're moving and stretching your cells on a regular basis, they will not operate normally. 
and this is very important for the cells being able to obtain the nutrients they need and to excrete the waste products. So exercise is an absolute necessity, and most people don't get it today. And then the next pathway is the genetic pathway. And here's a enormous amount of misunderstanding because people think, oh boy, you know, you're born with these genes, and if you've got a cancer gene or a something gene, boy, you're going to get that. Well, nothing could be further from the truth. Genes run your life. They are the blueprints that run your life. But guess who runs the genes? You do. And so you run your life. It's the environment that you create for the genes that give them the signals as to how they should operate. And you can learn how to do that, how to give your genes the right signals so that they operate properly. And, of course, eating a good diet is critical. They, they did a very definitive experiment with animals. They fed the animals garbage. In other words, they fed them exactly what Americans eat. And they did that for an entire lifetime. And sure enough, all the animals got old and they got sick, just like we do. Then for just 30 days, they fed the animals real food. And in 30 days, half of the aging genes and half of the disease genes were turned off. So in 30 days of eating real food, these animals were younger and they were healthier. Imagine if they ate real food for a lifetime. Then the next pathway is the medical pathway, and that's the most tragic of all because we rely on modern medicine to keep us healthy when, in fact, modern medicine is hopelessly obsolete, so far behind the science that at this point it's actually dangerous. So the average medical doctor today is doing things that are medieval, if you will, hopelessly behind the science and dangerous. And their medical intervention today is the leading cause of death in America. And if this were just me saying this, you might say, well, you know, here's this cranky guy and uh, he's off the wall. Uh, but it isn't. The National Academy of Sciences issued a report in 2001, and they said that the difference between the medicine we have and the medicine we should have based on our advances in science is not a gap. This difference is a chasm, and that chasm is so great today there's no way you can take medicine and tweak it and bring it up to date. It simply has to be discarded, and we need to start over again. And fortunately, we have the technology to do that. We know how to do it. What uh, do you think is the major problem of lifestyle, then, in the United States among these pathways? Well, number one is malnutrition. Hmm. The average American diet will not sustain human life. It's physically impossible. If you are short one nutrient on a regular basis, you will get sick. That is a guarantee. That is a scientific guarantee. You're short one nutrient on a regular basis, you will get sick. We know from many, many studies that the average American is short at least several nutrients on a chronic basis. So that's a number one. Number two is virtually every American is in toxic overload. We've created a toxic environment, and we're all in toxic overload. But again, see, that's not bad because we can teach people how to not be in toxic overload. So you can compensate for that. And then thirdly, I think the amount of stress that we're under today, everything moving faster and faster and faster and no time to relax, um, I, I think those are your three things, the malnutrition, the, the toxic exposure, and, and stress. So what are then some basic recommendations for relieving these three? Well, real easy 
read my book, Never Be Sick Again, and in there we teach you how to eat a good diet. Most importantly, get off of the really, really bad stuff, and that's sugar and white flour. I mean, if every American got off of sugar and white flour, my gosh, you'd probably cut disease in half in a few <laughs> years. And learn how to eat lots of fresh fruits and vegetables and whole grain. In other words, food is Mother Nature provides it. And Mother Nature does not provide it in a box or a can or a jar or, you know, it provides food. Go to the farmer's market, go to the health food store and, and uh, get food as nature provides it and eat lots of fresh fruits and vegetables. Getting off of the pesticides, uh, 80% of the average person's exposure to pesticides comes from eating meat and dairy. So cut the meat and dairy out and 80% of your pesticides are gone. Real easy. And then you can learn where other toxins are. And again, I have a whole chapter on that in my book to tell you where the toxins are, how to avoid them. So avoiding them is important. Supporting your body's detoxification system with good nutrition. That's the number two thing to do. And again, we can teach you how to do that so that you support your liver's detoxification. And third, take the toxins out. We're exposed today to what we call oil-soluble toxins. Well, historically, people were never exposed to these toxins because they didn't exist. And therefore, we never devised a way to get rid of them. But now, for the last hundred years, we live in the petroleum age, and we're producing thousands, tens of thousands of man-made chemicals out of petroleum, and they're all bioaccumulating in our tissues, and each year making us sicker and sicker and more malfunctional. So you've got to get rid of those. Well, it's an easy way to get rid of them, and that's to sauna. And so everybody today needs to sauna. That's become a necessity. You really can't live healthy unless you're doing saunas on a regular basis because we're exposed to so many oil-soluble toxins. You just drive your car and you're breathing oil-soluble toxins, all the hydrocarbons coming from the other cars, the carpets in your home, the synthetic mattress, your synthetic pillow, your synthetic clothes, your newspapers, your magazines, your toothpaste, your shampoo, all these things filled with oil-soluble toxins that bioaccumulate in your tissues and build up to toxic levels. In fact, the average American today has enough fire retardant in their body to be fireproof, not really, but they have enough fire retardant in their body that in animals, that same level causes cancer and, and other health problems. So that's where we are. We're doing it to ourselves, but we can learn how not to do it. I mean, it's all very good advice. I mean, it sounds like eat right, get plenty of exercise. Why do you think many Americans aren't able to do this? Well, I think a lack of education. Uh, we live very busy lives, and mothers, when I was a child, of course, that World War II was on, and, and most Americans then had a garden. We called them victory gardens, mm -hmm. and the government encouraged everybody to have a garden. So we ate a, a lot of fresh food from our own garden, and then in the summertime, we had about four large farms in the town, and I can remember going to those farms with my mother. They all farmed organically. Of course, we didn't call it that then. But they didn't have any pesticides, and they used real fertilizer. So they all farmed organically, and, and my mother would go there, and she would buy fresh things that were just harvested and take them home, and we'd eat them. So basically, we were eating a much better diet. Today, all of those farms have been replaced by expensive homes, 
and we now buy things in the supermarket that have been grown thousands of miles away and are so old by the time they reach the supermarket, there's not much nutrition left. And they're grown in soils that are so depleted, you might even go to the store and buy a carrot and think, well, gosh, I'm buying a carrot. No, you're not. The carrot you buy today has half of the calcium it had 50 years ago. It has 25% of the magnesium it had 50 years ago. It has half the iron, 10% of the zinc. That's not a carrot. You gotta eat 10 of those carrots to get the same zinc you got 50 years ago and the carrot I was eating out of my mother's garden. So malnutrition is the leading cause of disease in America. Uh, I'm curious, how did you yourself become interested in this whole issue? Well, <laughs> uh, I took sick, uh, Charles, and, uh, and I almost died, and that caught my attention. <laughs> and uh, after that, it, it just be, health became a passion for me. Uh, when I realized that yeah, my death was a medical certainty, and when I realized that if it hadn't been for the fact that I was a chemist, if it hadn't been for the fact that I understood enough biochemistry to be able to reverse my disease, I'd be dead. Hmm. And I realized other people couldn't do that. Other people didn't have that knowledge. And I thought, I've got to do something about this. And that's why I do all the things that I do. It's, it's a passion. I want to improve the health of the American people. And today, unless we do that, in about 25 years, we won't even have an America they're predicting that we're going to become a third world country because the disease will just chew us up alive. Uh, I'm curious if uh, people want to learn more about your project, the, uh, the Project End Disease, where can they uh, go? Oh, they can go to tped.org, tped.org, mm-hmm. or if they want to talk to somebody and get some help to form a TPED in their community, just call this 800 number, 800-250-3063. And we're happy to help them, and, and we need to do this. So this this has got to be the biggest project in history, and we've done great projects in America. You know, we we had the Manhattan Project, we made the bomb, and we we did the Apollo Project. We got to the moon. We need to do the projects to end disease before disease ends us. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. Uh, well, it looks like we are slightly out of time. I'm just curious if you have any final words on the whole issue here. Well, health is a choice, and anybody could learn how to choose it. And that's the good news. Hmm. When I was sick, I wished there was one place I could go where I could find out everything I needed to know to get well, and there was no such place. That's why I wrote Never Be Sick Again. It's health in one lesson is what it is. Everything you need to know is in that one book. People read it. They cure themselves of stage four terminal cancer in a matter of months. That's how basic and fundamental it is. Dr. Francis, I do want to thank you very much for joining us today on the Grok Science Show. Well, it's been, a, it's been a pleasure and an honor, and I want to thank you for what you're doing, because you're educating people through your radio show, and, and so you're, you're a real national treasure for doing that. And you were just listening to Dr. Raymond Francis discussing ending disease in America. This is the Berkeley Grok's Science Show. Well, coming up next, it's the Grokatron 5000 plus the world-famous Question of the Week. So stay tuned. (laughs) ¶¶ 
All right, back and ready to play our game, the Grokatron 5000. Again, it's our supercomputer, formerly known as Deep Blue. And today, the Grokatron 5000 has chosen the topic, Healthy Choices. So for the following five people, the Grokatron 5000 would like to know, would they be a part of a healthy lifestyle? Dr. Francis, are you ready to play our game, the Grokatron 5000? Sure. Okay, here we go. Healthy Choices, person number one, Oprah Winfrey. Well, Oprah Winfrey has been yo-yoing with her weight. You know, I think everybody knows she's been going up and down on her weight. If you yo-yo with your weight, you're doing enormous damage to your body. People who do yo-yo dieting increase their risk of heart attack, stroke, diabetes. In fact, your risk of dying from heart disease doubles if you do yo-yo dieting. It increases the, the risk of premature death from all causes and also does permanent damage to the immunity. So unfortunately, see, she's been trying to lose weight. Well, you cannot lose weight by trying to lose weight. I just wrote a whole book on this. It just came out. It's called Never Be Fat Again. Overweight is a disease. The weight is a symptom of the disease. If all you do is try to attack the symptom, you can't win. You have to get well. Once you get well, the weight automatically goes away and you get healthier. So it's a win-win situation. Okay, well, good advice. Uh, number two is Bill Gates. I don't know much about Bill's diet, but my <laughs> sense is that, uh, that he probably takes pretty good care of himself, actually. You know, and of course, he's certainly got enough money to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he could pay someone to look after his health. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he can. <laughs> okay, uh, number three is Ronald McDonald. Well, there you go. Uh, well, you know, I don't know if you saw the Spurlock's movie, The um, Supersize Me. Well, there you go. If he ate at McDonald's for a month and ended up with a, a medically alarming liver condition, lost his libido, gained, uh, I think, 25 pounds in one month. And basically, I got to tell you, that was years ago. He has not fully regained his health. It permanently damaged mm -hmm. his health. So if you want to permanently damage your health, <laughs> go eat fast food for a month. And, of course, a lot of people do that almost every day. Yeah, unfortunately. See, again, it comes back to deficiency and toxicity. The fast food does not contain adequate nutrition. Hmm. It does contain a lot of toxins, and it also contains a lot of calories. Hmm. Well, that's a prescription for getting overweight and sick. Yes, indeed. Well, okay, number four, then, uh, Paris Hilton. Boy, oh boy. If I lived that kind of a lifestyle, I'd be dead in a month. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've hobnobbed with the Hollywood crowd and gone out on night clubbing with them. And I got to tell you, the way they live, it's amazing that there, any of them are alive. And most of them have health problems of one kind or another as a result of this lifestyle. So uh, my guess is that she's not in very good health. I wouldn't emulate that. No, no. I, well, I think a lot of people are shocked that she's still standing. But <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it's a tribute to how well the human body is designed that you can do so many bad things to it and still function. It's a tribute. Okay, and uh, finally, number five, the president of the United States, George Bush. 
Well, my George, uh, I guess, eats a reasonable diet. I, I think uh, his wife keeps after him on that, and he does seem to do some exercise. So basically, he seems to do okay. Like Bill Clinton, you know, well, Bill Clinton <laughs> had to have bypass operations uh, because he ate such a poor diet. He always was eating, you know, hamburgers yeah. and French fries. And so, uh, but George seems to do, I think George's problem is he's probably under so much stress that the stress is probably doing a lot of damage to him. Hmm. But my sense is he eats a reasonable diet, and he does seem to exercise, uh, to have a good exercise program. So he's trying to do the right things, but the stress is probably the biggest negative in, in his lifestyle. Oh, it is not an easy job. I mean, they all age in it. You know, you, you see these guys go in, they look great, and, you know, a year later they've got gray hair. <laughs> it's, it's a very difficult job, and especially with the war and all of that. I mean, he's, he's under just enormous stress. Right. Well, Dr. Francis, I want to thank you very much for sticking around playing our game and, of course, talking about all the fascinating things with preventing disease. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. It's been a real honor, and I hope the audience learned something useful. Well, certainly our pleasure. Okay, bye now. And that's all for this week's edition of Berkeley Grocks. Make sure you tune in next week for more from the world of science and technology. If you'd like to contact us here at Berkeley Grocks, you can do so by emailing us at grocks at hotmail.com. You can also see us on the web at www.grox.net. For Berkeley Grox, I'm Charles Lee. Have a great afternoon, and stay tuned for more music.